pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce podcast. Uh, coming at you from from Bristol, where the snow has has melted. Yeah, thank God. It's all gone. And London, where I guess the same situation has happened. Yes, and and Jersey, of course. Yeah, there's no snow here anymore either. It's all gone. It's sun and shine. It's beautiful weather. Yeah. the birds have come out. That's right. And um, spring is here. Yeah, I was like debating whether to change over to my lighter jacket. Yeah. <laughs> this morning. Oh, madness. It's freezing today. I got my shorts on today. Have you actually? <laughs> uh, uh, Are you day, one of those guys? I I'm, I'm, yeah, I wear shorts like all the time. I fucking hate those well, guys. Well, I mean, you are in Track the lovely snug, well. the snug, the snug, um, the dead garage. That's it, you know, yeah. I it's... only have to go outside for like a, a brief second, so. Yeah, it's like that's the, the privileges of working in your own home. Yeah. Sips. I mean, P-Flex is in his pajamas probably right I now, I'm assuming. I literally am, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah. I, uh, people always comment on that, you know, like if you wear shorts during the winter and they're like, oh my God, why are you wearing shorts during the winter? But you see women going to work in like skirts and stuff during the yeah, winter. Yeah, but they're wearing stockings. It's like stockings are super warm. It's, and they, they'll, sometimes they'll wear thermal shit under the stockings. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I wear those as well, so it wor- it works out. It's fine. Is there I, is there thermal lingerie? That's what I want to know. Like if you I live in a cold the, I get, climate, I get I I got a pair that is like matches my skin exactly, so like it looks <laughs> like, like I'm not skin wearing suit? them. Yeah, so gross. so it's fine. Well, it's not that gross. It's comfortable. Yeah, it keeps me warm as well. But it matches your skin, so it's. I just don't understand why. Why does it need? Why does it need to be flesh colored? Because then it looks like you're not wearing them, right? So like it's it creepy. looks like it's creepy, yeah. and they've got like, like a, a shine to them as well. It makes your legs look nice and shiny too. So, <laughs> so anyone who you know happens to take a glance through the window, yeah, and they 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 think you're naked That's yeah. right. instantly, yeah, for like you know a good. Well, I guess permanently because you know then they go, oh my god, I saw saw a man naked. Yeah, but it's um, actually just a full body flesh suit that I wear. Gross. So, yeah. so I'm not actually it's naked. Perfectly. Pale and pallid, yeah. Oh, skin, neon, neon white, like sickly yeah. looking. Yeah, I got Va- vampiris. vampiris. <laughs> I, went, I went for that one. That's the fashion <laughs> that I'm going for. So. <laughs> oh god. So it does affect how you talk and act and behave. You know, if we were all pro- professional business people and we were all had to go to work every mm. day and yeah. dress up in suits and get makeup on and sit in a studio and all that crap, yeah, you know, we would be. Very, it would be a very different podcast. You know, it? yeah, we'd all be singing from mood. the same hymn sheet, and we'd all be getting a helicopter view of the situation, and um, you know, make sure that we're all on the same page. 
mm. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, we don't like have to use that. phrases like that. All but, you the, know, yeah. I, I will all say this: all of these people that claim to be professional, just dressing professional, don't make you professional, son. Yeah, and you know also, what I'm also talking professional as well doesn't yeah, actually doesn't make, make you, you professional. very professional. It's like a, it's a state of mind. Well, I think they weren't professional to begin with, though. Do you mean right? But that's the thing: is you, you'd see them and you'd think they were professional. Yeah, you right. Know? Like I, I was it's in, I illusion. was in a meeting with all these people. They're all dressed up. There. I was told it was a really important meeting. This is like when, when I was temp. So I had to take minutes and all this kind of shit. It was really boring. And they spent, and I'm not joking, half an hour arguing over whether they were discussing tactics or strategy. Right. And there was a big debate about the difference between tactics and strategy and whether <sighs> this should be entitled it's the just tactics semantics. For this or the yeah. Exactly, for half an hour. And I'm thinking, these motherfuckers don't know shit. Like, they may be dressed up and they may have the meeting and talk about how I important know. it is and everything, but they ain't professionals. They're just dickholes. They're just emulating, like, higher-ups that they've seen in action before, but they don't yeah. actually know what they're saying or talking about. But you these know, were the higher-ups, a- homie. These were the big, ho- the big honchos, the do- the top dogs. But there's always somebody higher than them, though that they're that they're trying to be like, right? God, because they, they think that if they act like them, they'll act their way into their positions one day. But the True. thing is. They're not. They're not doing the strategies. You know, they're not cunning enough. They're not backstabbing people. It's the people. wrong tactic slash strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just turning up to a business meeting and and talking the talk, but not being able to walk the walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're not going to so get anywhere. That's a slippery pole to climb up. <laughs> it's tricky to walk the walk because you have to wear those smart black shoes yeah. and they're just always uncomfortable. Yeah, you know in you Canada know, no where way. it snows a lot, um, they have like these rubber things that go over your shoes to protect Galoshes. your shoes. Yeah, they they protect them from like all the snow and the salt on the roads and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, my dad used to have a pair like because he my dad was a policeman, but he's he used to wear like a like a suit and stuff to work because he was like um, he used to work in detective. He used to work in ident which was like ident. he used to have to take pictures of dead people and stuff like that Good but he'd have to wear a suit to do it he didn't wear a uniform so he had his galoshes and when i was a kid i used to run around the house with these like huge rubber galoshes on <laughs> 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 they were pretty good. I Put those down, them. Chris. They were just so fucking weird. But stuff. like everybody wore them. Like you know, I, maybe it was just the thing in the eighties or the nineties. I don't know if people still wear them, but I, I I remember them super well. They just they were so fucking bizarre. But I used to I used to think they were so funny. My dad wore them in New York for sure. because yeah. of the. It must be like it. a role model type thing there as well, like or a fashiony type cultural thing. It's like a meme where you know if someone of of, of high stature. Wears them like you know Donald Trump's hair. Yeah, you can see tons of people emulating that. Thinking, yeah, I want to, <laughs> I want to have hair like that. You yeah, know, and just yeah. going taking pictures of Donald Trump into the barbers and being like, give me this. Look at this guy. He fucking has clued up. He's Trump head of the free me. world. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Trump me. I beg your pardon, sir. <laughs> you have to go next door if you want that kind of service. Well, I don't know if anybody's actually trying to get hair like his, though. Like, no, his hair is very unique. It, well, what, it, what interested me was the guys at um, a lot of the, the rallies. You know, because when I was in Seattle recently, there was a big rally going on. I think I spoke about it on one of the other podcasts, actually, where there was a lady there who didn't know what to write on her sign. Uh-huh. She bought a sign with her. She'd like couldn't decide what to write and i was giving her ideas about what to write and in the end she just copied someone else's sign that she saw right of someone else in the crowd which i was disappointed it's a bit in. of a safe alternative is, isn't yeah it, to being original but she was going to write this big long thing and i said look no one's going to stop to read it just keep it nice and simple you're like fuck off or you know screw this or something like that and she was like well i want to keep it polite and i was like all right well and i was <laughs> trying to give her some ideas stuff. stuff yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. just no just, just no. no but the guys yeah. in the middle were um 
these sort of pro-Trump guys, and there were this. I think I'm sure I talked about this before. There were loads of police around. There was like 400, 500. They police. just had yes. Yeah, they had yes signs. They had no signs. But the guys, the pro-Trump guys, were all in like body armor and stuff. And I've seen a lot of pictures of the way these guys. They try to address like stormtroopers from Star Wars or something, or like guys that you'd kill in uh, Mass Effect. You know, that's the kind of armor <laughs> oh, yeah. that they're wearing. Normally, when you say stormtroopers, people don't. I mean, Star, Star Wars is what people think now, but it used to yeah, be. Yeah, you're right. Very much Nazis. something different, but we won't. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. not going down. Oh, I'm not God. saying that. I'm saying literally like stormtroopers. You say they look the like movies. Garrus from Mass that Effect. kind of shit. Well, exactly. Really weird. They were in cosplay. Are you sure they, this wasn't <laughs> no. like outside Comic Con and you got confused? No, it was not. But I, I think it's actually just a chance for them to wear their cosplay stuff and uh, and meet up with their friends. Like that's the the undercurrent to all this stuff is they were all having sandwiches and hanging out. But it was kind of like, is this just sandwiches? A, a, yeah, sounds like a picnic. I know. Are they jab sandwiches? Did they have a little like red and white checkered sheet that they no, laid they didn't down? Put a little the picnic wicker basket. Down. They didn't do that. But they they were definitely. It was like a social thing. Like, oh, hi, Tony. Not seen you since last weekend. You know, it was like, it was <laughs> How's like the that? racism going. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. fantastic! Great. Why? Why? I, I'm sure I've asked this before, but man, why are people so interested? Like, why would you go to a, a political rally and you know be for somebody like for Trump? Trump or like you know not not even just Trump. I'm not I'm not bashing on Trump. But like I like I, I really I I just don't care. I just can't imagine being that passionate about his policies or any other politician's policies. Like why would you go and defend that when you could I, just like I think go, this is go my smoke a dupe thing. somewhere or just have fun. <laughs> like do something interesting instead. I think it's a lot like these people who uh, are, are religious people on the street trying to convert you to, to religion. And it's it's some of those people sure are just doing it. I don't know why they do it, but I'm sure some of those people are just good people right. who genuinely believe that your soul's going to go to hell and they want to help sure, you. Sure, but like in and I think case, a lot like, of the people at these parades genuinely feel that you know they 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 have a duty and an obligation. They're good people, and they just want to try and convince people that that to, to their side of the argument because they're convinced they they are completely that one side or the other. They're unswayable, and, and they 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 genuinely believe that what they're doing is for the good of everyone. And yeah. if they can convince you to come on side, it will help help everyone, and everyone will be happier and better. I, I mean, and, I guess so, but I mean, I I can understand going to a rally and being opposed to something, right? Because because you know, in 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 politics and government, there's a lot of policies that aren't amazing right like there's there's always there's always room for improvement there's always room for change or whatever and i can imagine going to a rally and being like oh come on let's change this i, I don't like this it's not working for like me or a couple of people i can't imagine going to a rally and being like no leave it the way it is it's fine never change it like what i don't get it like there's well there's... You, right, maybe there just hasn't been a a political thing happened that you really care about. If there was one that came yeah. in and said, we're going to get rid of video games, wouldn't you go to that rally and say, no, leave it the way it is? I mean, I don't you know would. if I would. I, like, I, really? I would probably be pretty upset, I guess, but it's <laughs> it's not likely to happen. It's a about? bad example. I got a few books it's here. Example. No, I'm picking something that I know you like, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking of something that I know you like, and imagine, all right, let's put it this way. Here's one that's believable. Let's say they were going to ban vaping and all vape-related products. It was illegal. I, honestly, wouldn't you go to a rally I, I, saying no please don't do that i don't think i would i would just move on i would simply just move on with my life so what Honestly, you're saying is you're a fucking I would accept, I would just say you know what fine i'll just oh, find God. something else there's always That's something terrible, else chris well no but no but he's obviously accepting in the wisdom of the system and this is what we do when we vote oh, we, say, on, guys. we say we oh, say unfortunately i know but on, it's tough no. isn't it 
It's a lot of effort. I, it's I agree. a lot of effort. You're too lazy to be political. Ima- imagine this sips, right? Imagine like, you know, they were going to make your, I don't know, like when you used to work at, at, at your office, right? At your job. Right. Okay. Yeah. And they said that, you know, for all people who are working in IT, we're going to, you know, take away their pension <laughs> benefits Bench. and take away There's this and do this. We only have space for one person. Y'all have to kill each other. Last man standing gets the job. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to make you wear these Stormtrooper outfits. (laughs) I would love to see a fight between, like, IT people. That would be, like, the lamest MMA fight ever. It would be, like, the the, the worst Royal Rumble in history. Just a bunch of nerds pouring at each other. Oh, don't mind my shirt. My shoes. You know, just sort of tripping over and shit. That would be hilarious. I I can totally see both sides of this, honestly. I'm interested enough in politics. And and like complaining about politics in 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 private sort of thing, but man, I don't I don't understand like people who are like really politically active and stuff like that. And I'm a bit dubious of people who are very politically active because I always feel like you know they just they, they want to make a big song and dance about something so that they can just get into into office or whatever and then just chill. You know what I mean? Like it like I, I think they, they like the allure of of power or whatever and, and they want to get there. And then they once they get there it's just like, all right, cool, I'm here. Like I'm just gonna put my feet oh, you up. Mean, and, I don't and think rest the guys go into protests so like generally angling to be an MP or whatever. I think they're just going well because they they want to no, but a protest. lot of like when you see like a lot of like career politicians, their early their like their early life in, in politics is a lot of that, right? They go to yeah, rallies, but they're, they're members they, of like they're a very group. outspoken. Yeah, they become the leaders of like their little groups and stuff like that. Right. And then eventually they, you know, they become you know, bigger fry, I guess, like in the in the in the political sphere. Not small fry, but big fry. Yeah. I feel like that is like anything, though. If you're doing a degree in art, you'd expect to go to some fucking art galleries. If you're doing a degree in politics, I should hope that you would attend some fucking Do some political rallies shit. And, yeah. and see some of that shit. Maybe like, I'm just selfish. I mean, it, Maybe I'm. It just... might well be changing though with the with the internet and the way things work now. That that people going outside is a thing of the past, and and these these things are less impactful than they used nah, to be. No, there's still loads yeah. of rallies. I, I think they. I think they still should. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, in a way, I'm a little bit jealous of, of, of Sips and his sort of kind of laissez-faire attitude towards it, which is kind of like, uh, just, you know, let people get on with it. You know, I'm going to not worry about it too much. And May, I, I, I might feel different if if politics really affected me. But at the, at the moment, I don't think they do at all. Like, I don't feel... Right. I at see. all affected by any politics. Like, we're, you know, we're like, I guess class. the system the works thing. for me, so yeah, that's fine. That's I don't thing. need it's to like, like ever think about it. That is selfish. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of the same way in that it really doesn't matter to me who's in power. I mean, like my kid's school struggles a bit with, with money and stuff like that, but I know that we've got enough parents around here that would not let it like collapse but we're not yeah, in but a you, poor you area do, you do like know? the sponsored walks and stuff though right like i do li- don't have a sponsored shit i ain't done t- a little sponsored Timmy thing in my fucking life he's like please sir we need I a new I, trampoline I, at our school can I, I, you, can I, I will, you donate generously and you give I will them sponsor we're cents. all shaving our heads for oh yeah oh, now that i do i, I do the shaving head <laughs> Oh, man. We're all gluing hair to our heads. Maybe, so, maybe no. that's it. I guess you've got to get into the frame of mind where you're like standing for other people, which, I, you know, I like I'm not really. That's not me. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't support other people. Other you know, people. Like, no. Yeah. Maybe. I think you have. That's a part of the human condition, though. I think you have to know 
um, someone that if, that is affected, and then that way you will probably if you felt if you if you knew someone locally who was who was affected by something, you might go and stand by them because you're a, a, a friend and and you know they asked you to or whatever. I think that it's it that's all it takes for some of these people to to get involved and be good people. Yeah. I think that a lot of these people are are very very good people and they're very very good intentioned I, I feel like I'm a little bit yeah I mean one of the things I'm always doing and I don't know whether you guys get this impression is that I'm always the fucking asshole who has ha, automatically feels like I have to counteract counter anything yeah. anyone says I, mean, I didn't want to right? say but I do see you as a fucking asshole like, like a devil's I, advocate right I'm a terrible devil's advocate to anyone like even if I just, even if I completely agree with them and believe their story like anyone ever says something I will instantly be like oh but but have you thought about this side of the argument? Yeah. Even if I don't actually believe that, because I sometimes I just like to poke holes in other people's. Well, and, um, and the thing is too, like you get confidence. a sense, you get a sense for people too, right? Like if you see somebody coming and their their point of view is really just black and white, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no gray area anywhere uh, to explore. That sort of like puts my back up a little bit, and then I will try to poke holes and and like. Sort of play devil's but I, advocate. I wish I, I, I wish I didn't know. I wish I could just be like, oh, cool, you know, and just be friends with them, and just, just never say anything, never get into these conversations, never like kind of because it's so much happier and so much nicer, nicer, right? Yeah. You, I mean, you know, you meet people all the time who have the fucking most crazy beliefs and views, as they're completely deluded <laughs> into these things that are just to me complete madness, and you know, I, I have to. Sometimes like I, I put my foot in it and challenge them and sneakily ask them sort of dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, anime. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, but secretly I really just don't want to be like that. But I can't help myself sometimes. I, I don't I'm, think it's a bad is... thing to be like that, though. Like, uh, like I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily a You can upset thing. people, I think. But I, I, I don't think it's a, a terrible thing. No. Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about something that happened on my stream last week. Okay. Okay. So is this playing, a promotion? No, no. We're playing CSGO. Twitch.tv forward slash Purian Flax in case you ever want to. I didn't to. say that. Live now. I didn't Live say that. right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, probably, actually, yeah. But um, I, was, uh, I was playing CSGO, and okay. one of the things that happens in, in CSGO a lot is you get a lot of Smurfs, right? So Yeah. I mean, every, will... every competitive game suffers right, but, from but that. But CSGO is like the, the worst, the worst Little blue fuckers who come out of the fucking forest yeah, fucking with la, their little la, mushroom la, hat la, 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 yeah, singing okay, their fucking it. songs. We get it. You're good at computer games, Smurfs. <laughs> exactly. So we're playing against these guys and they absolutely rock us, right? It's like right. the biggest shellacking you can imagine. We're just oh. pasted. <laughs> so my buddy Cinny, who's a guy I play CSGO with like pretty much every night, he he's he's just like Lewis. I mean, he's always if you say X, well, what about Y? You know exactly like that. So he's I say, oh my god, these fucking guys! Like we look at their ranks at the end of the game because it always shows you the ranks of your opponents at the end, and they're like as like us or lower. And these guys destroyed us, so it's obvious that they're smurfing. And he's like, well, you know, maybe they just had a good game. And I absolutely lost my shit. I was like shouting at him. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that's that's exactly one of the things I might have said. Yeah, exactly. It as well. But it triggers me so fucking much because what Lewis is saying is he likes to play devil's advocate. Sometimes you feel like when someone does that, what they're really saying is, fuck your stupid opinion i'm gonna come up with an equally stupid opinion that doesn't make any fucking sense and i'm gonna suggest that one and maybe no, now I mean, your opinion doesn't so, matter it's like come on exactly so not only have you poked holes in my own confidence 
of my own opinion. So I'm now less confident, less comfortable with my own stubborn fucking idiocy. But now I've also got this counter argument, which pisses me off yeah, even we're more. We're just so <sighs> stupid. I'm actually triggered by it, and now I look like a twat. Like that no, no, was what happened. The thing with Cine though is I've played like a lot of Dota with him and stuff in the past, and he is like a he he is an optimist, right? Like no, you know, like not, even, when optimist. all when all the cards are down and you know you're gonna like there's a hundred percent chance that you are just gonna get fucked. Oh, we never give up. He's still like, okay, guys, you know, it's not over. It's not over. There's still a chance if we just simply like recombobulate the the dilithium crystals and stuff (laughs) like that. We, we, you know, tighten the bolts and put our helmets back on and get back in the game. We could do it. We can, we can still win. This is still a winnable game. Like I've been in so many games where he's been like that. I mean, Dota's like that though. Like I've had plenty of games where it is over and then we win. Like it's, that's why when people give up, it really, we hate that. Like we always play until the very end because we have literally won games from the brink of total destruction. Oh, yeah, it's that, That's just Dota, man. It, it is know, possible. If you, yeah. So but, and I, I agree in that regard. Don't never give up in Dota. But never you either. getting mad at him for playing devil's advocate in that situation is simply because it just feels fucking bad to lose against Smurfs. People you know are, you know, miles ahead of you skill-wise. Right, right. In the wrong bracket just absolutely handing it to you. Yeah. You can't help but feel frustrated. So it doesn't matter really that that Cindy was playing devil's advocate. You were probably just frustrated at losing uh, like a hopeless game. Yeah. Like, you know, everything was stacked against you. Well, this is like a really, really common thing, isn't it? Of diverting like frustration onto someone else. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it tends to be those closest to you who end up getting shouted it's at true. for something which has nothing yeah. to do with them. My kids are a perfect example of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I have a bad day. You know, I've lost a couple of Dota games or whatever. Hell yeah, they're going to bed early. Hell, hell no, they're not eating their dinner like that. I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're wrapping this up. You're going to really, you know, punish those guys. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell, God. Hell yeah, I they're going to wear that Stormtrooper suit and, you know, fight each other to the death. I can't strangle those Smurfs, <laughs> but I can I can strangle my kids. So. Oh, man. I'm just joking. I never would. We're just but. kidding. We're just kidding. Well, I, I, no, all, I think that, jokes. like, no, we're not. No, I, no, I think that, that you know what, though? That is definitely, like, a, a symptom of the, the game you're playing. And, for example, I've been playing um, some board games with people lately. Some, for example, Warhammer, mm. okay? And um, obviously, I've been playing with a few different people, but one person I've been playing with is Alex, who's, who's Tom's friend. And is that Alex the guy is with the big, kind of an older looking guy? He's not like a young lad. Is that is that no, the guy who, who lent us his house for um, one of the Ogs quests? Yes. Uh, yes he's a really remember. nice guy, actually. And his house is he, really fucking cool, too. He built that himself. I know. Sips. It was super impressive. Brick it by was brick. really fun hanging out there wow. that day when we were there. Yeah. So he started off bit like when he was a kid, he used to play Warhammer and build Warhammer models. And then he when he grew up, he just sort of thought, fuck, I'll build my own house. And so he fucking did. And he's like, got this <laughs> well, you know, massive, that, awesome house. Didn't, he ran a shop, right? He ran. Uh, like a Warhammer shop. He ran a wargaming yeah, shop. War Did which the house was, have was like uh, a nice circular base covered in flock and well, you a big slope in the middle? <laughs> he put some grass down. <laughs> yeah. He uh, dry brushed Lichen, it. Lichen, bushes. Yeah. yeah he yeah. must have done okay with it to be able to build his own house. Like no, he's he's um. Well, yeah, I think he's anyway. He's he's fine. He's a he's a really interesting guy. But yeah. he's um very kind of laid back when it comes to, to to playing games and weirdly uncompetitive like weirdly kind of plays games and it's quite refreshing to play with him or against him because 
he kind of doesn't give a fuck about winning. He wants to kind of he likes, just... He likes the mechanics. He enjoys the He likes to the create these so interesting much. moments in games. Yeah. And as a result, he's just totally... Totally blasé about the, the, the competitive nature of, of, of an actual game, and in in some ways, like it, 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 it doesn't take any of the pressure off because he, if he beats you, it's kind of like even more <laughs> stressful, you know, because he clearly isn't trying. Right. He hasn't looked up any of the rules, you know. He's got this haphazard army of things that he likes to look of, or you know, guys that are, are fun, fun themed, you know, that he's named things like Marius the Felcher or whatever. Do you know what I mean he's <laughs> right. kind of he's got like this great attitude towards gaming and it's kind of unusual because i think that we've been sort of certainly playing dota together playing these competitive games together you feel like you bond together like a football team and it's all serious but imagine if you were playing football one guy was just there like oh man i really fucking love the ball i love this round thing going around i love how it's like bops around the pitch i love all the characters you know i love i love the goalie's gloves oh man jimmy like just really excited to be there i feel like i can be that guy at times i I, i'm like fairly competitive though like i can get pretty frustrated at a competitive game but like all the frustration is always on yourself right like you're always frustrated with yourself the competitive nature of some of these games like dota is a real illusion though as well it feels like you're always like trying playing at the highest level when really you know you're struggling in the sort of you know middle of the median gaming experience with average people against average people but everyone tries so hard as if it's like as if it's a sort of world cup match i mean i feel like a a lot of the enjoyment of those games comes from trying to win like it's almost like if you were like i've played five aside right and when you just have a kick around with guys who are like just dicking around you're all just messing around if you score a goal it doesn't really mean anything and no one remembers it doesn't count for anything it's just like no one's even keeping score right yeah it's like when i go and play tennis with my kids in the park i'm not keeping score like competitive dad from the far <laughs> show you know like slugging it past me right 15 love you know that was over the line dear that was over the line you know i'm not like that uh, but if I was to play an actual game of tennis like that, what what's the point? Like you get a lot more fun out of it. Actually, like I always, I, I I don't really mind losing if it's a good game. Like I honestly doesn't bother me. I hate it if the game is unfair or we fucking threw it away because we were idiots and people were doing stupid shit. Then it's kind of frustrating. But I I, don't, I never mind losing a fair game if it's a if it's a really good close game. Fantastic. That's literally all I want. Yeah, is a really good close game where we actually fight and they fight and it's like competitive, but it doesn't need to be unpleasant. What I'm getting at, I think, is that it's it doesn't sort of necessarily tell you when you pick up Dota that it's going to be, the fun is going to be competitive fun. Like me and Shin and Duncan when we were on holiday, well, Duncan and Shin coined this phrase type two fun, which I don't know if you understand what it is, but basically type type one fun is fun when you're doing it, right? And then it's fun as you remember it. Right. So that like going kayaking is really fun. And then when you get back home, you enjoyed it, right? Yeah. And you remember it's a good memory. It's a fun thing. Sure. Type two fun is stuff that, when you're actually doing it, you don't enjoy it. But when you've done it, you're glad to have done it and you remember it as a good memory. Okay? So like maybe like doing a really horrible hike that's really tiring and exhausting at the time, but yeah. then when you're back, you're like, wow, that was an amazing hike. That's, okay, that's, that's one of those things that it's not it's not that it was an amazing hike. It's just something that you feel good that you you talk about and tell people about, right? Yeah. It's not that it was exactly. actually at all fun or enjoyable. You just feel like you're a better person because you did it and you can you're boast glad you about did it, it to people. Yeah, type two fun. And then type three fun is stuff that this this was something we made up on was was <laughs> when you have a really good time at the time, like when you're out drinking, but then the next morning you regret everything that you did. Right. Do you know what I mean? You're right. like, oh, 
did I did I do that? Oh no, <laughs> Jeremy, I really sh- really shouldn't have done that. I really shouldn't have drunk all that. I really shouldn't have eaten that kebab. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's surprising. I guess with games, you don't necessarily know what they're going to be like, and and also before you pick them up, like Trouble in Terrorist Town, for example, that we play. No one really plays it super competitively, right? They 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 put a bit of effort in, but they're willing to to kind of people lose are trying or... to create stupid moments in it. That's the thing. Like you want to try and kill someone in a particular way. Like that's why people use the harpoon, right? It's not good, but yeah. you, you want to do it because it's fun to get a harpoon kill. People, like, that's it. yeah, people don't really automatically become tryhards, I guess. Whereas I guess when Dota, there's this scoreboard, there's this MMR rating, it tells you like stuff like that that is, is, is it becomes this 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 benchmark where you're like okay i have to fucking play my best i have to try my hardest and that affects the way you play and the way you interact with the people in the game and you know and, and we, we me and sip me and me and sips and Pyrrhon played a fucking shitload of dota but me and Pyrrhon played dota for fucking do you, do you know what you are still years the, i think the person the second most games i've ever played is with with you i know we, we played together it? for about two years every night it's and crazy. it was we, I can't remember any of the games we played because they all blurred together into a horrible mess of... But we argued... Sometimes we had shouting matches at the top of our lungs but, and people would be like, oh my God, these guys must hate each other. But actually, we would like we were like best friends Same again, kind of at the, the time. Night, you know, we just did yeah. it again. We didn't hate each other at, uh, at all. It was no, just no. that was the way we, we got used to that's, talking to that, each other. And, and we, when, when we focusing, both cared Yeah, but when I'm about, concentrating, that's like the way I do it. Like, that's literally the way I, I concentrate is... My, my, well, when I'm playing Dota, my brain is so tied up in every single detail of what I'm doing that I almost forget to just be a decent person. Like, whenever I've hung out with people at events or when I come down and hang out with you guys, I'm not, like, a super fucking try-hard, angry all the time, shouting at people. That's not what I'm like. I'm not like that. Well, is that how you perceive yourself? <laughs> As unpleasant? That's, a, that's, a, that's interesting. It's interesting. Well, you think I'm a, I'm a nice, I'm <laughs> no, an unpleasant guy. I'm I don't joking. think I'm mean. But I'm it, joking. <laughs> it, but you know, if if someone just was on the outside and hadn't got the the perspective of that or understood, you know, they might just think we're just we've, you know, we hate each other. You know, it's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, it's true. It's, like, I, I it just want to hang out and have fun. Like, that's it. Like, whenever I'm at an event or something like that, I, I'm not shouting and arguing with people and stuff like that. It's only when I'm playing a game like CSGO or Dota, my attention is on that 100%. Like, I'm I not thinking about anything else. And that means that I, I lose all social skills. That's that's the problem. It's coming back to what Lewis is saying about people thinking that we might, like, hate each other and stuff. It's it's a weird one because we've... Like we've all played games together for a while, right? Like yeah, like years now. On yeah. on and off recording and, and and whatever. I mean, Lewis, we used to play WoW back before you guys even started doing YouTube. Remember, we'd be up like all night raiding, and you know, we played like Open TTD a bit. Like it's it's literally ten years of of playing yeah, this shit. We yeah, we have a, a long a, a long um, glorious rapport with each other through games, right? So like. And I think a lot, I think not a lot of people, but, you know, like I I think on average people have like a little group of people that they play with. But I think a lot of gaming is done in, you know, like you you do it alone, right? Like you don't necessarily, like some people play games and they don't actually talk to anybody. There's people there talking, but, you know, they don't form like friendships through, through games and stuff like that. So, so maybe, maybe from those people's perspective, it seems like, you know, any, any sort of disagreement might mean, holy shit, these guys are like on the outs or whatever, but it is, it's such a natural part of like having a friendship through gaming, right? Like, Mm. you know, like even, even raiding and wow, 
Man, you remember how much people would get butthurt and fucking scream at each oh other God, like over yeah. DKP and everything? Oh, my God. And then once the raid was over, everybody's cool. Everybody's just back to, like, joking around and guild chat and, and That's hanging true. out and it stuff like that. That's true. It went from one extreme to the other. It, 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 but there were some real arguments. You know, it's like, it's like anything. It just turns people into monsters, like, temporarily. And then you get over it and you're back, you're back on an even but keel. But weirdly, like, certain people would come out of the woodwork as, as specific character types. So I always remember... I'm sure we talked about all this shit again and again. Probably, like, you guys are like, oh, God, not this again. But I remember we always played with this guy called Pearson, yeah. who, you know, I still have on my friends this today and see yeah, him, like, same. you know, playing weird games. <laughs> I see him playing um, Star Trek online all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a guy, <laughs> he right? He hates himself. He must do. He was, he was um, terrible. He, he was a really good guy, but he he was always kind of... I think he was from one of our videos with Ashbringer, right? He was a really nice guy. So look, look that up. It's a really, really old, really old video. But he... Um, he was like the first guy to say it was my fault, right? Even if it wasn't. He was this this guy who I like, he loved the punishment, right? He was a glutton for like taking the blame. <laughs> so for example, like, you know, Miris would be yelling at the top of his voice, like, oh my God, you guys have been standing in the, the stuff. Someone didn't click this. Who was it? Who was it who didn't click this? And there would be like silence, right? In in, in like, the as everyone's like embarrassed silence because probably like five people didn't fucking click the thing. Do you know what I mean? Like loads of people fucked up because that's what happened in WoW Rates. You expected to do this shit and you fucked up all the time yeah. and it wasn't until you'd done it like 15 times that you remember not to fuck up anyway. Pearson would always be like, yeah, it was, it was me. I, I messed up. I, I did it. He was always the fucking foil, the heel, the guy like taking it on the chin. Like every time he was just this glutton oh, for guy. punishment. You know, um, Maris is a good example. I always had a lot of respect this. for that. Because Maris yeah. was a, like, a, a nice guy. I, I got on super well with him. Like I still talk to him from time to time, like on Skype and stuff like that. Like he's around, you know, he asks me like, what's up? Like how we're doing and stuff. And like, you know, he's, he's, he's moved on to other things and stuff as well. But He's, he's a really nice guy, and we were in a guild together for years and years and years, and we always chatted and stuff like that. And But when you would raid with him, holy fuck, he was an asshole. <laughs> he was just oh a God. fucking asshole. Like, he was just such a, a cruel, mean person. <laughs> like, he would kick people out of raids <laughs> for no reason. You know, like, if they would, like, even the slightest little fuck up, he would just, like, go off on one and stuff. Like, it was... It was nuts, but like I mean, I guess at the same time, like you sort of have to be like that when you have, especially back in vanilla with like forty people raiding and stuff, you know. Like, but what I think part of it is is playing a game like that where you're relying. I mean, those old WoW raids were like forty people; they were hell on earth. And, and any game like like WoW or whatever, whatever, pick any game. Oh, I mean Dota or, or, or CS:GO, whatever. Any game that's a team game. If I play a game and I fuck up, I'm just like, oh my god, and I'm just like, I just leave. But I'm not relying on other people when I play games solo. I just some a lot of them you could just reload, you could just laugh about it. But when someone else does it, it's difficult for people to, to not take it personally as like, you've ruined my experience with your idiocy and your terrible play. And I feel like sometimes it, it's uh, it's difficult. The frustration you would normally feel about yourself, you you can shrug it off because it's you. But when it's someone else, I think it's easy to suddenly start shouting them and think like you fucking moron. Absolutely, yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. I think with with Miris. We had a bit of Stockholm syndrome as well, right? Like, like it was it was a little bit like he was this horrible, cruel master, but he was our horrible, cruel master, and he would lead us to go fuck over other guilds and other people. And he was always he was on our side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He like yeah. he like 
<laughs> he doled out the fucking perps at the end where, you know, we we if it wasn't for his yelling and shit, we wouldn't have got our shit together and got any loot at all. And so, you know, it weirdly we were trapped with this <laughs> in like a basement with this guy. It is and weird the stuff you do. Like I can't imagine some of the people I, I used to play games with, I'm like, geez, did I really Put, I up, put up with that with shit. That. Like, yeah. Did I really put up with that shit? And now I find myself night when I'm playing night Dota. after night as well. Yeah. Like, like I shout at guys once. I play with all the time. There's guys, we had a, me and Shane, you know Shane, right? We yeah. had this thing yeah. uh, on a Monday night, every Monday night, I have like a, a sub in-house. So I'll get 10 of my subscribers to play and me and another couple of guys will like cast the game and just rip into them mercilessly. And like it, it's very cathartic for me because I put I put up with this shit in Twitch chat every day about what an idiot I am and some fuck up I made and there's memes and clips and all that shit. So for me to just sit there and go, oh look at this fucking moron, what are you thinking? And picking out all the stupid things that they do. Just it's, watch it's him try to jungle and get yeah, like and killed by the easy camp exactly. or whatever. It's like oh it's, my it's God. hilarious. So last week. When this goes out, it was Monday, anyway. We had uh, an in-house between the five worst players that I could find on my Discord against the five worst that Shane could find. And it was like the bottom of the barrel. Some of these guys, one of these guys was hammered. One of these guys had not played in two and a half years and hadn't really played much then. So he had no idea how the game had changed. It was hilarious. Like It was just the worst Dota you've ever seen. It was great fun, but I felt bad afterwards. I'm like, geez, some guy is going to have to watch his back and he's just getting ripped on. Like in the previous week, this one guy called Bleepo, he's like a well-known shitter that plays on, on my Discord quite a lot. He's, oh my he, God, he, he, I know what this is. He, I know this feeling. He, 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 it's like yeah. you've just watched some really, really disgusting porn and then after you've like, <laughs> yeah, you like clear finished, your, you you're like, to clear your mental oh browser God, history, I can't right? believe yeah. I just got off to that. Oh I God. feel so I felt, wrong. I felt exactly like that after I watched Forrest Hump. <laughs> Tom Hanks still had his leg braces on, and he was. Oh. So he, doing he's the playing nasty. the offlane. He's playing Centaur War Runner, and he goes like 0 and six. And I say to my co-commentator at the start of the game, I guarantee you, he's going to die like three times in the first eight minutes easily. He died like eight times in the first eight minutes. It was like a disaster. And to the end, he's just standing in base, like staring at the wall, and he's types in all chat. I'm sorry, I've ruined this, guys. That's what he types. And I was like, this guy's broken. Like, he's actually, <laughs> we've actually broken this poor guy. And oh, he's no. not seeing it as just a bit of fun. Because you've got to forget, you've got to remember, these guys are on stream. And for some of them, they don't play in front of hundreds of people. You know, they're not used to that pressure. And when they fuck up, they're going to get shouted at by Pyrian idiot flax. Like, they, you know, they, it's horrible. So I'm, I've been trying to really focus on internalizing a lot of my frustration rather than let it out on people because it's it's not pleasant. I don't think it's good to watch. And uh, and I remember what it was like to be shouted at when we used to play. I used to play WoW, not with you guys, but my guild leader was the same. He was a fucking asshole. But it, it kind of feel like if he wasn't, we wouldn't get the loot. There's not even any loot in Dota. The game ends, you get nothing. That's it. You get maybe <laughs> a couple of points of MMR. Who cares? Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm trying Who to be nicer. Cares? So I, I feel like that's the thing, though. Like it's it's got this illusion of of pressure, and I I can see like I oh man, I just try to just try to take be a, be a, be. A, I think with a game like that, though, you 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 constantly have to remind yourself that it's a game. It's it's one of these games that if you take your eye off it for a second, it becomes this sort of competitive thing again, and you wanna you wanna be the best, you wanna you know win, and it's it's weirdly, weirdly I think I think it's because losing is so 
punishing you know so sad to see yeah. so fucking depressing and it's still gonna take and, an hour right it's like and an also hour. winning is 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 at the same time you do exactly the same to someone else it's almost like a torture yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's, a almost time, like, it's a time thing as well you're you're ideally spending your time doing something enjoyable and part of that is you want to feel sometimes that you've done well and that you've won you know like you have an, an evening of dota and you might play two or three games and that's probably all you have time to do in an evening right, sort right. of thing and you think, okay, I'm ready. And then you have like three just disgusting stomping losses. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, why did I play this game tonight? Like, <laughs> why did I spend my time? I could have done something else that might have been more enjoyable. And the thing is, you probably did enjoy it, but it just feels bad losing, doesn't it? Like, it always just comes down to that. It's a funny, funny you, thing. You blame yourself, but but you blame other people because you blame yourself. And there's a lot of psychology to it, I it's guess. It's true. It's also, it's, it's a weird thing streaming for hours and hours and hours. After a while, you kind of forget that you're streaming. And yeah. I mean, I, I hardly ever read chat. I don't know about you, Sips, but I, I mean, I don't sit there staring at chat. I see some streamers, I, they're playing and like they got half an eye, they're constantly looking at chat, laughing everywhere. Oh, hey, what's up? So and so, oh, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Don't forget to follow, subscribe. I'm just, I can't do that shit. Like if people have to donate for me to read a message, but weirdly enough, if someone says something negative, even if I take it out of context and they're actually responding to someone else, that pops out at me and I'll fucking berate that person. And I don't know why. It's, I just, I just, I can't, I have a very bad relationship with Twitch chat. It's just I, a thing I, that I glance I at chat, but my, my chat moves fairly fast. Yeah, you've like, got a big, you, you have a lot quite, more viewers. Though, quite so it's quite spammy yeah. and stuff. So, so occasionally I'll pick out, you know, some, sometimes people say some really fucking funny shit. Yeah, it's true. And, um, and you spot it and it's, and it's great when that happens. But yeah, for the most part, you know, you're just like donations, especially when they're read out, you know, if somebody really has something to say to you, um, that, yeah, pay you know, for that's, it, that's an, well, yeah, that's, that's an easier <laughs> way than just sifting through, you that's know, true. reams mm. and reams of Twitch chat sort of thing. There are, there are some jokes that people make over and over and over again, and I, I cannot help myself, but just have a, have a real go at those people. One of them is like, I normally play Dota, right? So I'll be playing something else and they'll come in. And the go-to joke is, oh, new patch has really changed Dota, isn't it? <laughs> like, they make that joke, like, everybody seems to think that that joke is, like, either original or funny or, like, they, they've good. come up with this I, amazing yeah. gag. They literally it's, do it every time. It's kind time. of a meme, though, not that much a joke. It's like saying Bob's and Virgin or whatever in a girl streamer's chat. It's kind of just a, like a, a meme now. Where True. It's still fucking stupid. Yeah, it's it stupid. Is. They are stupid. They are, but that's part of it it's as part well. Of it's the culture and the and the community stuff. Though. It's like, the whole capital automatic always, yeah. cheer. It's like a, it's like people in the crowd singing their stupid chants, you know, or stupid songs at a football match. Yeah. You know, that's what Twitch chat is. It has its instead of having the songs, it has the the little memes I that disagree. go around. And it's not like yeah. sport at all. I don't I don't notice that stuff much at all. Actually, I, I'm sure it happens, but I, I it doesn't it doesn't register with me much. Like it's. I know what you mean about streaming, though, and you forget. You sometimes you forget that you're streaming, but I, I like that as well. Like I found, like I so like I, I changed like my stream around a little bit recently. Where whereas before, like if a sub came in or a donation came in, I, I would say thank you straight away. And then it got to the point where I felt like every stream, all I was doing was thanking people constantly. Yeah, but it feels it's, it's kind time. of an autopilot thing. Yeah, you yeah, still yeah. see it with the top streamers that like, they they uh, they're almost on autopilot. They're like you know they just have these set phrases, they do these things, and it's, sure, it's kind of. But like, I always think of streaming like. Like working mining at the coal face, okay? <laughs> Literally, Come like on. If that's hard work, I do, man. Like, that's like deadly work. People get black lung and stuff. 
I don't, well, exactly, but I don't mean, sorry, God, I think I have It's kind of like lung. putting out oil fires or something really <laughs> important and dangerous like that, or it being in no, a black no, hole, you know? Not, no, no, in a sense, like, if, like I, I think of YouTube as this thing where you, you curate and create a fixed thing and then you put it out and then you can kind of... You can kind of, you can only really do a certain amount of it. Like you can only really put out like a video a day, or right, right. if you put two out, they both get half as many views, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're Twitch streaming, it's almost much more proportional to how much time you put in on it, right? It's like if you go, if you load up your Twitch channel, you can just chip away and earn money and be like chip, 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 new subscribers, new donations, new things, new videos. And if you do twelve hours a day you're going to get more money than if you do three hours a day. Like, it's just so much different in that sense, mm. right? It's yeah. like, it's like, it's like just, it's it's like, do I want to go ahead and, it's like mining Bitcoin, right? It's like, do I want to spend, you know, do I want to go and do some actual work today? Much less than like, if you prepare a YouTube video and it takes you three to four hours and you, you put it online. Yeah, the ratios and then it, are so different. Like with the, And it, you know, also that YouTube video might do well, it might do badly. It yeah. might go viral, it might not. You know, it, yeah. it, it's like, I, I might get, it's, it's a lot more guesswork with a YouTube video. Whereas, then again, the same thing with Twitch in a sense. Like, you know, so if you're playing a game that people don't like, then you might not do very well or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like it's... um. It's a different mentality. It is totally different. But so what, I, what I've started doing now, instead of just constantly reading out subs and donations and, and thanking people, and, and obviously I am thankful. Like it, it, it's insane that people actually spend money on this stuff and, and it means that we can, can do it or whatever. But instead of just shouting out to people as it happens, what I do instead now is at the end of the stream, I just spend like five or ten minutes going through the whole list but like, so, so what I'll do is I'll get to the end of the stream and I'll say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to play the game anymore. I'm done. If you don't want to stick around to listen to me talk to people and say thank you or whatever, then go. Like, I'll be back tomorrow and I'll be playing the game again. And then everybody who does want to stick around and listen to shout outs and stuff like that, like I have a different screen that I go to. Oh, and, wow. then, and then I spend like five or ten minutes just going through thanking everybody that subbed, resubbed, donated, whatever. Um, and then it doesn't get in the way of, of playing games. And I found recently it's been awesome because I can actually just sit there and play the game and I don't feel like I, I have to be interrupted, like more so, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I don't have to spend a lot of time doing all this other stuff. I can just sit there and play the game. And and just the flow of my streams for me recently has just been so much better. Like um, like I've been playing Skyrim and yeah, like I'm just I'm just like slamming through it. I don't you know like I'm not stopping every five seconds to to pause so, and thank hmm, people and stuff like that. I can just that, right? play the game and like for like eight or nine hours a day, which is great. <laughs> like I can actually get through a game instead of like spending months playing it an hour a week and throttling it that's the difference isn't it? yeah i mean it, you're, you know? you got more done in skyrim in what two weeks than you ever did like, in your old series which and took that almost old series a year. ran for over a year like it's crazy it's just nuts like we i don't were, know we, i don't know how much different it even is honestly because you but, when you used to do your old series not very much got cut out anyway right No, but there's that there, there's no there's no like a lot of people say there's there's no editing and there was fun little edits in the series that that people enjoyed and i enjoyed that brought doing it to them life as well a bit. That, that yeah. Sort of, yeah brought it to life gave it a little bit more like humor and, and you could cut like out that. the slow bits yeah and stuff yeah, like, but, like but, in the but, end i, I mean, was cutting out a lot of like the dungeon crawling stuff you know like where it was just like oh here's the 50 millionth fucking um you know dead guy that i've killed and i'm just gonna loot five golden coins off of him and a 
potion of health sort of thing. You know, like I cut out a lot of that stuff in the end because it was just repetitive. But like obviously when you're streaming, you can't do that. But uh, in, in slower parts, when stuff like that is happening then it's easy to just have like a, a conversation with people in chat and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It can fill the time yeah. and it's, so it's different. It's different, but I prefer it. I prefer, you know, like I'm into Skyrim right now and I might not be next week, but while I'm in it, I'm going to do as much as I can. And then when I'm done with it, I can just move on. Whereas on YouTube, it's, it's much less forgiving. You know, you get up and to you a have point to come like, back oh, fuck, to it. I- like if you're recording it, you have to come back. You can't play it without recording it. Yeah. So sometimes I just want to, like I was playing, I was streaming Hearts of Iron the other day. It's a really interesting game. It was going well with the new expansion and everything. It was really cool. I played a load of it on stream. And then I played like an hour of it today off stream. Because I, I knew I wasn't going to stream it again. The game was nearly over and everything like that. So it was like... If I was recording that, I'd have to record that. You know what? I have to sit down, play out the session, record it all. I can't just be like, yeah, 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 because that's going to make a bad video. So I kind of feel like um, streaming gives me a lot more freedom. Like I was playing Hearts Wild the other day, game was over. Like I had an invasion, suddenly got navally invaded. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. I just close it down and start a new game. The need to worry about finishing it off or yeah. that it would only make one fucking video or whatever. Like it just, it feels a lot easier. And people kind of like to see you rage quit a game anyway. Yeah. Like it's funny, yeah. right? Like yeah. I was playing Into the Breach. Have you played that yet? Yes. Yeah, yeah I played it. Yeah, Great it's game, really right? good. I like really it a good lot. Game. And uh, it's, I don't think it, it's, it, I don't think it's quite as good as FTL. Like I found FTL a bit more fun, but this game, it feels like there's always a solution. You know, you can win every, like, I don't know how they've done it. It feels very clever, but I've found that even yeah. the seemingly insoluble problems that you're sometimes faced with, there's yeah. a way out. I like how, I like how at the end, you know, you have one turn left and you're like, your mind is like, I have to kill everything. And then you're like, well, hang on a second. They're going to yeah. retreat after this turn. So right. actually I just have to like mitigate damage as yeah. much as I can. I, I just as, and it's, it's, it is really clever. It it's is really clever. good. Like it, yeah. the, the coding that they've got, the moves that the enemy makes it never seems to put you in a position where, I mean, if you've made two colossally bad moves in a row, subsequent turns, you can just be screwed. But every turn I've realized like, actually, you know what? If I play this exactly the right way, yeah. then I, I know I that I can that win. Like, a a, it's very yeah. clever. It's very As a clever. result though, I found myself, I, I, I was, there was a move, right? And I was like, Mm, there's definitely a way out of this but I don't know how it is and so I had it on my computer and it was there for like 10 minutes and I was staring at it like puzzling at every single little bit of thing and then I like was like oh so I like went and made a cup of tea and I came back and I was there for another 10 minutes and like Duncan was there and he was like are you fucking playing this game you know he was literally like well you've been on the same screen for literally half an hour now <laughs> and, and I'm like it's fun yeah there's, there's a move in here somewhere yeah. Duncan you know but it's satisfying when you spot it it's like a puzzle it generates yeah. a puzzle generator that I really like and I like that replayability it's almost like I sit down and I've got like half an hour like before today, I was like, oh, I'll play a bit of Into the Breach and just bam. And I'm just, yeah. it's just like that. Whereas FTL, there, were, there wasn't that aspect. Often in FTL, there was just a fight you could not win. Like you hadn't done well enough in the earlier sectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like um, I like in Into the Breach how sometimes the solution is just like a bit of a compromise as well. Yeah, like sometimes you're, you're, like, you're like, well, I have, I have to, to make lose the best this of this. Yeah. yeah, like I have like four guys that are unchecked that are threatening buildings and I only have three guys and, you know, two of them might have to take damage, but it's really, it's e- even satisfying to get to the point where you're like, hang on a second, like before, like this turn, I had four guys threatening buildings and I've, I've, I've like whittled it down to just one of them attacking a building. Right. And then 
sometimes you get the resist on the building as well, and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. that's the best. Like, this is like sometimes I'm like, like, all right, we're just gonna have to hope the resist works. It's like 22 yeah. percent, and it yeah, pops. Yeah, yeah it's it, really good. I always if, forget the resist though, and I'm always surprised when it happens. <laughs> yeah, you, like, don't like, that, you, know. you don't want to rely on it. You don't want to rely on it, but it's no, a nice you don't bonus. want to rely yeah, on yeah. it. But it, it is a lot like XCOM in that sense, right? Like some turns in XCOM, you're just like, okay, for this to really work this guy has to dodge or like this guy has to kill this alien yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And it, there's a lot of that in into the breach as well, which is, um, you know, obviously great. I mean, XCOM is, is, is fantastic. Too, so, I mean, the so thing is there's always an element that XCOM, I always felt like it created the drama from the stuff that went wrong and the random stuff that you can't predict in into the breach. Every move is a hundred percent predictable and the effect is a hundred percent. Right, there's no random element to it. Well, where they, the where the aliens move, maybe, but even yeah. then, they, it always seems to put them in a position where you there is a way. Like you yeah. said, you may have to come. Whereas in XCOM, sometimes you pull a pod and you're like, oh my god, we actually have to leave. Like this is so bad. I'm yeah, cooling down. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. getting the fuck out. Which is itself a, a the, solution. The mechanics in XCOM are much more intricate, though. Right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All it's of the so units good. have a, an array of abilities. They move a lot more. You know, like. Like, like into the breach is a lot simpler in that. It it's is, a very yeah. simple sense. little, but it's it's game. it's yeah. like it, it's kind of like the Blizzard ethos of like um, you know it, it presents to you this simple game, but then actually the more you play it, you realize that there's a lot more depth yeah. to it, sort of thing. So it's, mm. it's but like it's, XCOM, it's you good. you get those moments where an alien is about to kill everybody, and you get one of those procs on those one shot assassinate sort of guys from someone on Overwatch just assassinates. An alien, like, oh my god, if that hadn't happened, we were going to lose like two of our best guys. But yeah, the, the yeah. best, the best maps in in um, XCOM are the ones where you end up carrying like two of your crew. You're desperately trying to bail out. You're like, you know, you're one tile away. You need three shots to miss your guy. It's amazing. Like, it was it was the a great game, game to stream. Is that it, it was you, a great you game to create stream. these tense moments. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to uh, interestingly. So, so I'm not going to be here for the next couple of weeks. I'm <gasps> going to be in America at, at GDC. Oh, what about the we Triforce? Podcast. We were on about now, two weeks in a row. We did one of the Fuck. main reasons we now go to GDC is to try and like get our, get developers to to give us their games right. for, for for the Jingle Jam, right? Um, and, and sort of make contacts, and it's a big part of that. And so one thing I'm doing is um, playing a lot more games. So one of the things I did over Christmas was I played all the games in the bundle right. um, on the Jingle Jam live, oh, and that yeah. was a really interesting experience to play like 50 games that I'd never picked up before some real and just trying there them were out. some real stinkers in there like that pizza game <laughs> they really were <laughs> they really were but oh, there were also some real big that, fun was experiences was that one that you guys got from gdc or god no. knows uh, i think we got that because hat films mocked it on their channel oh, right. um relentlessly as one of the worst games but i don't know what's going through the mind but the developers who gave us these games were very very kind anyway because you know they didn't have to no of course yeah. we're, we're sort of planning it out a little bit but one thing I've been doing is streaming on Saturday with Tom, um, and we've been playing sort of games that we would normally not pick up, right? Like we played this crappy game about Bitcoin. Well, not about Bitcoin, but where you, it was like a puzzle game, and the first one to solve it wins a Bitcoin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's a lot of dumb games that come out and stupid ideas and free stuff and weird stuff and right. bad stuff. Anyway, like I'm really enjoying sort of exploring new games because I, I feel like as I get older, I'm less willing to try new things necessarily I, I feel like i don't know like i think it's it's a habit of age that that, you, that people tend to fall into right that they're scared to, I, I find myself coming home and being like okay i'm just gonna load up slay the spire or you know into the breach because it feels like it feels like a safe thing that i know that 
uh, whereas something else is like a kind of a risk, like a new game. Yeah. So, for example, I haven't picked up Kingdom Come Deliverance yet. I've, well, I have picked it up. I bought it, but I haven't <laughs> bothered to load it, right? Okay. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get into this or whatever. And I'm sure once I start playing it, I'll enjoy it and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I think, I'll play it through. I think but... with that game, you got to curb your expectations a little bit. Right. It's cool. It, it is a very... I, I don't think it's a bad game. There's definitely parts of it that I enjoyed, but there it, there are some systems in the game that take some getting used to. And if your expectation is that it's it's going to be like Skyrim or something like that, you really need to change your expectations. <laughs> it's not that kind of game. I, it is I, not I that guess kind what, of game. what I'm asking is, are you guys scared of trying new things? Or are no, you kind no, of... I'm excited to try new games and stuff. I hate new things. No, yeah. I, I like new stuff. I like I like I like uh, the freshness of new new exciting things and challenges and being there are excited some things, about you know, games. Some things and... I agree with you, but there is a lot of stuff where I'm just like, eh. Like I, I, I'm going to tell you a new thing that I tried last week. Okay. okay? So my, my buddy of mine, real old friend of mine, called me up and he said, "Hey, do you want to go to this Star Wars virtual reality thing at the at the Westfield in London?" And uh, <laughs> I was like, "What is it?" And it's like you put on you basically. <laughs> That's the immediate response, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's. It's. What is it? <laughs> so it, you put on a headset and you you go into. It's like a four person game. So you go in and there's like a little VR experience in the Star Wars universe. And I was like. Yeah, sure, because Westfield isn't far. So I thought, okay, if it had been like the other side of London, I'd probably have said no, but it's like easy to get to from here. So it's not on the tube, like two yeah, stops like or whatever? Yeah, it's easy peasy. So I went along. Yeah. It was snowing, so unfortunately the, the trains were fucked up. But it's fine. Anyway, I got there. We had booked a slot at 5.30. We didn't get in for an hour past our booking date because it's all there's all kind of fuck-ups and it's always it always overruns. What they've built is, if anyone's ever done virtual reality... You have your, your headset on, and normally it's attached to your PC, and you mark out a boundary on the floor in your living room or your kitchen or wherever you're doing it, and that's the limitation of the, the VR world. So you can walk around within that space, and when you get to near the wall, a grid pops up to say, look out, you're going to bang your head. So what they've got here instead is a series of rooms, and you have a backpack on that's got the VR stuff on it, and it's obviously all linked you know, it's electronically to God knows what, and the headset goes down, and all of a sudden you see your friends in stormtrooper uniforms oh, so cool. the guys the guys that you're in there with are all dressed as stormtroopers you can look at your arms there's no gloves but it recognizes your hands and your arms and which way they're facing which i thought was really really clever so when you look at your arms you've got stormtrooper armor on your arms everything like that it was kind of cool and yeah you're walking around in this world and they've also got things in the room so that if you reach out and touch them in real life you can feel them but on in the vr goggles you can also see them so there's like a robot like the robot in um force not force awakens what was the rogue one right you know the robot the combat robot yes he there's one of those he has a chat with you at, at a bit and you reach up and you can touch his face and you can feel they've actually put a little robot mannequin there oh so you can cool. actually feel it which was really cool however however a it's very short like really short and because of the way they've done it it's a series of rooms linked together but you kind of backtrack on those rooms because obviously they don't have a lot of space so there's quite often it's like let's go down this corridor it's a dead end we'll have to go back so you turn around and go back <laughs> and obviously now the, the the terrain has changed because oh we've come down a different way but it's like well no this is the exact same like if you took off your headset you'd be able to see you just walking around in like a, a room um right so we went in and uh, there were these girls behind us in the queue that were all pretty drunk, and they were like really very, very hyped to be going in. So we went in first. My buddy's headset immediately stops working. It's just not working. And he's like walking around banging into things. <laughs> he can't see anything. We're like, look, we're all stormtroopers. He's like, I, I can't see anything, guys. I can't see anything. So we're just sort of 
pulling him along behind us. And there's this one bit where you go on a platform and you go up over all this lava and they actually fire hot air in real life. So you feel heat on your face as if you're flying over lava, which was pretty clever. But he's just standing off to one side, like floating in space. <laughs> we're, we're meant to be like these undercover stormtroopers. And he's standing there floating in midair going, guys, I can't see anything. And we're like, you're going to give the game away. Get in here, you know. And the stormtroopers all say, just keep moving, soldier. You know, and he's just standing there going, guys, I don't know what's happening. I'm taking off my headset. He took off his headset and just walked out and just vanished. And the other problem we had was we then went around the corner to get these blasters we were meant to get and they had forgotten to put the blasters in there because they're real world blasters that you pick up and feel and then you can see them in the game and there were just one. Uh, we're all meant to have one. Right. And I was like, there's no blasters. And so they were like, right, this is fucked. So we stepped out, we told them what had happened and they were like, okay, well, you'll, you can start again. So the immersion was ruined because we knew what was coming. And then the girls that had been behind us, they let them go in front of us and they just shrieked the entire time, like ultra high pitched shrieking about everything that happened. A door opens, they all scream their heads off. A stormtrooper appears, they're all screaming. So the whole time we're going around, we can't hear anything because these girls are just screaming. And the game is kind of balanced so that until the next room is clear, they don't let you move on. So we're standing there oh killing God. stormtroopers for like five minutes because we're waiting for these girls to clear the next room, which is like a puzzle room. We're just standing there, fucking hell, there's just waves of these fucking stormtroopers coming out. <laughs> and when you get shot, your back, your backpack goes... Like if it hits you on the side, it's sort of there's a pressure thing that hits you in the side. So it actually kind of like, ow, fuck, I just got shot by a blaster, which was kind of cool. But it was just so goofy, man. It was so fucking goofy. Oh, so it was crazy. very funny. You just sat there for fucking ages waiting for these. Yeah, we were just waiting. These women and, then they finally and you really don't want to get shot, <laughs> no. but the stormtroopers just keep coming and they're fucking oh, shooting God. you. And it's like, oh, weird, a weird experience. Yeah. But I was man. really, I was really pissed off at one point because the, this guy comes around and you know they always have these guys at these things that come around and give you some lecture about safety and all that bollocks. So this guy comes around and says, Hi folks, uh, and he's got his little pat jokes that he makes every time, like, I hope the uh, force is going to be with you. <laughs> Which is like, shut up, fucking hell. So he oh, says, one no. thing I will have to ask you guys is if you have a phone, please do turn it off, because otherwise it'll blow the rig, it'll stop working. We had an hour delay today because all four rigs got got blown up because one woman decided to take her phone in and not turn it off so and I turned to my mate and I said what a load of bollocks like quite loudly yes because <laughs> you're telling me that in the middle of Westfield shopping centre which is teeming with thousands of people all with their phones all walking right next to your fucking VR thing you're telling me a mobile phone is going to destroy four VR come on they just don't want you to film it because that's the thing like at one point a door opened and the guy he's sort of like put your visor down put your visor down because we're not even allowed to see into the mystical darkened room and you like they want all your phones off so you can't film it and shit so you can't oh, film God. the same thing but I was like don't give us the spiel just say please there's no recording allowed you don't have to give us this fucking safety bullshit and know it's going to blow up the rigs fuck off Man. anyway and he looked like uh, McFly from Back to the Future just kind of <laughs> McFly <laughs> nice. God, I told you never to come in here McFly well that sounds pretty pretty good and pretty bad at the same time yeah it was really stupid oh, God. so anyway that is that is our podcast uh, we've got to go no, oh my god, that was what an anecdote. Well, we, I've got a little story about um, going to an escape room actually mm. in in Australia, New Zealand. But I will, well, we'll save that we'll for save next it, time. Yeah. I, I did an escape um, room as well. I'd like to hear about that. It was fun. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, okay, yeah. we can we can exchange hey, I've done stories. One too. We all have a similar We've all done experience. Escape room. Woo! Let's, We're friends. Let's okay. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.